You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi T. Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah@gmail.com, and of course, I will answer as many as I can. You know, as a third grade Rebbe teacher, I like to read historical novels or historical fiction, as they call them, to my class because it gives me an opportunity to teach them about history in a way that's just, you know, they don't realize that that's what I'm trying to accomplish. The story is nice. It keeps them occupied. But I like to get into the history. But I believe that our guest, uh, Roberta Serret, who is a United Nations NGO president of International Cinema Education, Ph.D., um, has taken this to a new level. Uh, she's created the Transylvania Trilogy, which we are going to talk about today. Roberta, how are you today? Me? Um, now I could try again. Can you hear me? I can, can hear you. you. Okay, great. I can hear you too, and I'm just fine. I like Excellent. your introduction. Thank you, because it happens to be true. I do like to learn about history, and I like to learn about it almost, I think, and that's what we're going to talk about, to learn about it sort of like in a, in a fun way instead of sitting in a, in a history class where I'm being fed information and it, get, it could, for some people, it could get a little bit dry. But before we get into all of that, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, who is Roberta Serret? Well, I am myself, but I guess you want to have a few more details. Just a couple. Um, just a couple. All right. I'll have to discipline myself. I'm, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy, like you very well said. I'm born in Manhattan and grew up in Queens. Um, I graduated Forest Hills High School, went on to Queens College. Um, the highlight was I spent a year abroad in France where I learned languages. And then I went on to get a master's at NYU in French and a PhD in comparative literature. And uh, after that, I had several different types of careers and I've, I've had a very full and wonderful life. Wow, it's so interesting. I actually did not know you were from Queens. I went to high school in Kew Gardens. So oh, I'm familiar. I grew up there. Yes, I'm familiar with the areas. Um, what was it? Uh, Lefferts, Lefferts Boulevard? Is that what it was called? Yes. And Queens yes, Boulevard. And, yeah, yes. so I, that was my uh, stomping grounds, at least in high school. After high school, I, I went off to Israel. Okay, so you have a long title, United Nations NGO President of International Cinema Education. What, what is that? Well, it happens to be that when I was in France, one of my favorite classes was a cinema club, a cine club that they had. Uh, I, I studied in Nice. And they had members from all different faculties at the university giving every Wednesday evening a film about a different subject law, science, medicine. And I said, what a wonderful way to learn, to see films from different countries, from different moderators. I said, one day I'd love to do that because I always wanted to teach. Unfortunately, it's a double-edged sword. My opportunity came the day of 
I was teaching at NYU, and I was also beginning a new job at the United Nations. English is a second language. And my students were horrified. I was horrified as a native New Yorker of 9-11. And I walked around the United Nations thinking, what is the UN doing for students? They should do something to explain to students what is going on in the world. Use it as a forum, like they're using for the member countries. And it came to me, why don't I try to do what I always dreamed of doing when I was a student, have a cinema club, an international cinema club, and have each country send a, a wonderful film and have the ambassador be the professor for the Q&A. Well, it took a couple of years to put it together, but that's what I did. And for doing it, the United Nations was very grateful. I had to fund it. I had to raise the money to put it into the Dag Hammarskjöld Theater, get the lenses, get the staging, get the, the equipment. They gave me the NGO, and it's International Cinema Education, which is an outreach and education to the students of New York, public as well as private, to bring them into the United Nations and to show them foreign films from different countries about different themes. Communism, fascism, environment, climate change, women's rights, children's rights, the themes of the United Nations. My theory is, is that seeing is believing and we are visual learners. And you talk about history being dry. Well, to me, there's nothing more exciting than to have history come alive in a film and then discuss it. And that's what I've been doing for 20 years. And I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball. And what's interesting is I'm going to continue doing it in Romania, in northern Transylvania, with Holocaust films. So that is even more exciting for me. Well, it's amazing. So just uh, on a side, because it's so interesting, uh, when you're bringing in films for the students to to learn from, to, to I, I guess, to live, um, who is creating the film? In other words, is it a film, and I'll just say it straight, is it a film with each country's personal way they want us to look at them? Is it a way you want us to look at other countries? How do you decide which films? Yes, it's a very good question. All the films have to have won Oscars for the best foreign language film or have won an award in, in, um, in Cannes or in Toronto or in, in um uh, Berlin. So that is the level. And then I choose those foreign films that depict history or the times today or the, the themes that correspond to the themes of the United Nations of peace and goodwill and cultural understanding. Okay, very good. That answers the question. So as we're going to move into your films, and as you just uh, alluded to, um, you're obviously very interested in Holocaust history, and it seems specifically Romania and the Bucharest Jews. How did you get interested in that? Well, my husband is a Bucharest Jew. He was born in Romania, in Bucharest, and as a very, very young child, he, he grew up under fascism in Romania. Uh, his father was a doctor, and uh, his father was sent to uh, Transnistria, which was a forced labor camp for Romanians at the Ukrainian border. And he was left home with his mother. And um, he told me stories about living, living there under fascism and later on living under communism. And I was very moved um, in 1989 when uh, the Iron Curtain went down and Ceausescu was, was um, assassinated, we went back to Romania. And um, we went up to Transylvania, which is so beautiful. 
And the people were so good and so kind. And I got very interested in the subject. And I said, this is an area that Americans know nothing about. And they should know about it. They should know about fascism. They should know about the Holocaust. They should know about communism. They should know about terrorism. And I said, well, I'm a writer. Why don't I write it? If I want to read it, I should write it. So I, I put it all together with the background of Romania as the historical 20th century political uh, movements. And I interweaved fiction of story of a young girl, Mika, at the age of 17, who has to escape communism when Ceausescu comes in and has to do it alone. Uh, parents are arrested. They're after her. And she remembers that her father had diamonds that he had saved for one day that they were going to escape. So she takes them, hides them, gets on her bicycle during the night, goes to the border of Hungary and gets to Budapest where there's an American embassy. And then the story gets even more exciting. Oh, how, how interesting. So, so um, <laughs> you answered so many of my questions all at the same time, and we didn't even say what your trilogy is called yet. But... Um, so, but, but before we even get there, so what are you looking for your students to learn? Specifically, what do you want the people watching your film to come away with as far as the history part? Well, it's not a film. It's a book. It's the Gift of Diamonds is the first book of Transylvania Trilogy. I hope one day it will be a film. But right now, it's a book. It's a novel. And what I wanted to do is on many levels. Very ambitious. I'm a student of classical literature, comparative literature, European literature, and I wanted to write a European novel for Americans with a lot of meat, with a lot of levels, um, and yet to keep them going, to entertain them in the same, same way. So I figured I would do historical fiction as the background, but I also wanted to weave in a character development of a, of a very good character, and that is Meeker at 17 years old, from 17 years old, when she escapes alone, and all the obstacles that she has to go through to survive. And then once she gets to New York and she sells her diamonds, what happens to her then? And then we follow her in the 20s, in the 30s, and when she's about 40 years old, and she goes back. And what does she do with her life, uh, having all of these diamonds and selling them and, 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 and going from rags to riches? How does she stay decent? How does she stay honest? How does she stay good? Um, and that was the story that I wanted to, to show, the philosophy a little of an existentialist, how she creates her own life. Um, but I also wanted to show a different type of style, and that is to mix fact with fiction, to mix literature with cinema. And what I do is I mix the fact of the Holocaust as well as communism and terrorism, the background that happened in Romania. But I also put in the story of Mika, with three other friends, also from a small town in Transylvania, and how each of the book of the series of Transylvania Trilogy, each of the three books, centers stage on one of the young girls and her escape, and how she escapes and finally gets to the West, and what she does with her life. Um, and they create their own life. I call them the Four Musketeers, poets of their lives. So I mix fact and fiction, and I mix literature with cinema. Now, so, so it's, uh, uh, that sounds very interesting. I'm like, I'm getting more and more interested as I listen. Uh, curious, did you base any of those four girls 
on on a real life person or just the overall history of the times? Well, you know, um, a writer can't help but use themselves. Um, so there's a touch of me in each girl. Um, and I think that made it fun for me as the writer to discover that part of myself and to share that part with the, with the personage, with the character. Uh, so in a way, it's a little, a little touch of autobiography, but it's mostly fiction. Okay, good. So do, do you like how you developed throughout the story? Well, I must, I must tell you, Rabbi, that um, Mika, to me, is, is a beautiful person. Um, and I'm very proud that I'm able to have created her. And I just, I just felt for her. And, and I fell for her. I have two sons, and I think I always wanted a daughter. So I took Mika as well as book two, Anka, and book three and four, the, the girls, as my girls. So um, I, I, do, I do like what I did with it, and I hope my readers will also. Good. Me too. Now, you keep throwing in the word. I'm probably um, translating it wrong. You keep throwing in cinema, that you make cinema into your books, do you mean yes. that there's a film yet? Are you preparing a film? Or, or cinema is a different it. word that I'm thinking of. No, you're thinking of the right word. But everyone who reads this book and all the reviews and all the criticisms, and also maybe the way I, I was writing it, they see a film. They, it's very picturesque. The descriptions are very rich. The development of the character is very full. And the movement is very quick. It's very fast. I edit it very tightly. And I, I, go, I go fast, um, which makes the reader read fast also. And it's like a page turner. Um, the idea, of course, is that they don't want to put it down like you don't want a film to end. Um, and also, I think being that I've worked 20 years in film at the United Nations and with students, and I'm also a student of literature myself, I couldn't help but put in some type of technique, which is very cinematic. So I, I do see it as, as a film, not yet, but... It has that, that's why I call it a hybrid form of literature. It's a hybrid form of fact and fiction, mixing the fact with the fiction, and a hybrid form of mixing traditional literary techniques of character development and themes and style, but also cinematic, which is so visual and so real and so alive. Okay, good. It's like, I know myself when I read sometimes, you not, not you, some, hopefully many of us, like enjoy reading when someone can draw a picture for us. That's almost why I like reading better than watching a, a movie because in the movie, so whoever is creating the movie decided on the picture going into my brain. But when I'm reading, so then it's, it's my imagination, what the person or the author or yourself in this case um, is choosing to put in, and then I can use my imagination. Sometimes we get disappointed where we see a, a movie of a book and say, that, that's not what happened. That's not the picture I saw. Exactly, exactly. And that's the beauty of literature, that we, we participate, we get involved, and that's what the writer wants. Amazing. So, And also, to make sure I'm clear, it's the Transylvanian trilogy, but you're up to book four. Well, I'm working on book four, but it's, it's, a, it's the three books, which is Gift of Diamonds, book one. Book two is Love Odyssey, and book three is Treasure Seekers. And each book is of a different historical period in Romanian history. 
Wow, amazing, amazing. So if somebody were to ask you, like me, um, when somebody picks up your book, what would you like them to take away from your series? I would like them to take away that everyone has difficulties in life. Everyone has obstacles. It could be because of political situations or social situations or religious situations. Life is not easy. There are obstacles and we fight to survive. But what I want people to realize is that when we survive, we also have to stay good and decent. The important thing is that we do what is right, that we have character, that we have integrity. And I feel that I tried to do that with my protagonists as role models for readers, that it's possible that these are four characters who, who suffer, suffer under fascism, under communism, under terrorism. Their lives are changed. However, all of them love. They love, in book one, Mika loves her parents and what she does to help her parents. In book two, Anka loves her husband and what she does to help him. And book three, Marina, what she does later on as a more mature woman, what she does to help the man she loves. The thing is, is I want to show that love is stronger than any form of dictatorship or suppression or medical or physical hardships. And we can, and we can survive in a decent way. Wow. Well said. A few weeks ago, I had a friend on Barry Shore. He lives for people to, to be happy, to be joyous. He's called the ambassador of joy. He would love what you said. But uh, anyways, as my time is flying, two very important questions. Number one, what would you like to leave us with? And maybe more important, how can we get a hold of your books? Well, I would like to leave you with the desire to read my books. You've so done that. Very, well, I hope so. I hope so because it's different. The books are different and I hope exciting. Easy ways to go on Amazon. They're available on Amazon. They're available in Barnes & Noble. They're available now in the bookstores. They just came out. Last week was the third book that came out. So they are very accessible. Um, the Kindles are very reasonably priced and that's easy also. So I would love everybody to read them and um, enjoy them. Roberta, Roberta, this was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I hope everybody listening is learning, and I hope everybody's going out to get Roberta Surrett's book, The Transylvanian Trilogy. And I don't know, my libraries are hard to get to, but even the library, um, by us at least, if you call the library, you can't go in yet, but if you call them, they put the book away, you drive up, and they will give you the book so you can even get it from the library. But anyways, Roberta, yes. thank you again for sharing with us. Have a great Shabbos. Be healthy and well, and we'll be in touch. Wonderful, and thank you so much. I wish the same to you. Thank you, thank you. And, oh, the music is already playing. So, as always, I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Thank you to one of the sponsor listeners. You know, I can't do it without you. Thank you to another production team. We have David and Kelsey in the back. I hope I've left you with some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah and then I'm Streamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it.